When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, everybody, welcome back to another edition of the 12 Questions Podcast here on the Teardown Feed. My name is Jeff Gluck, and I write for The Athletic, and each week during the NASCAR season, I ask the same 12 questions to a different race car driver, and guess what, folks? This is it for 2021, and this 12th version of the 12 Questions podcast. That's right. This is the season finale, and as always, at least uh, for the last 10 years now, we wrap up with Landon Castle. Um, I'll be back to wrap a little bit, put a little bit more of a bow on this, I guess, after the interview, I don't want to delay it too long, but uh, just to set the scene for some of you who are more uh, newer to the 12 questions, I guess, um, Landon, uh, probably since, I don't know, maybe close to 10 years now. I, I don't know how long he's been helping, but before the season, I come up with the list of the questions that I think I want to ask. And then Landon is sort of the guinea pig each year. So like, it's usually within hours or a day before I do the first one and I run it by Landon and say, what do you think of these questions? Like wh- how would a race car driver react to these questions? And a lot of time he's like, nah, I don't know. I, I don't really like that. I don't think you're going to get good responses on that one. Or he'll say, maybe you should just phrase it this way. Um, so that was the case again this year. And then he seems to not, uh, pay any attention to the answers, um, for most of the year. And then it's, sort of a surprise to him, uh, when we get to the end of the season. But, uh, anyway, appreciate him always going in the last but not least spot. And we were able to talk in person this year instead of on zoom at Martinsville Speedway. And so here it is the final 12 questions interview of 2021. All right, everybody for the whatever billionth year in a row now mm-hmm. um, here with Landon Castle for the finale of the 12 questions. We're sitting in a lobby of uh, a room at Martinsville. Uh, where I wonder if that coming. door slamming behind you will be just a recurring theme. It will. It will be. It'll be like 12 times that door will slam. It'll be each yep. question. It'll yep. mark like, like a chime, you know? Yep. Yes. But uh, thanks as always for doing this. Uh, I believe you're now the only driver to have done every year of the 12 questions i believe wow so that's something that's like some real veteran stats like when uh when it's like the daytona 500 and on the pace laps and they like put up the list of like every driver that's written you know it's like oh the every driver to make or the, the only driver to make every playoff <laughs> that's so right, the that's only right. driver that started every roval race the only driver that's raced in every kentucky race <laughs> right because it's, some, i'm the only driver that's done every one of jeff Gluck's 12 many questions. drivers have come along since these have uh come into fruition yep. so that's funny all right so you obviously um helped form these before the season 
but you have not uh, necessarily gone back and remembered them all. So hopefully they'll be somewhat new to you, I guess. But we're looking for authenticity here. That's right. Uh, number one is when you meet someone who doesn't know who you are, do you ever lie about what you do for a living? Um, no, not anymore. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think when I was younger, uh, I did. It's, uh, which is, seems to maybe be the opposite way. <laughs> When I was younger, I should have uh, <laughs> maybe been more fun to tell more people what I did for a living. Or, um, and I'm actually not that I had like a system of lying about what I did for a living, but um, you know, you used to be coy about it. Or I think it's all about just you know sometimes you don't want to be in a weird spot where you're like bragging about being a NASCAR driver, or it's awkward to say that you're a NASCAR driver. If you're sometimes you're in a social setting and like people ask what you do for a living, they don't really care anyways. So they're <laughs> they're ex, they're just small talking and expecting some like milk toast response. And and um, and so you know when you say NASCAR driver, you're like afraid that you're going to be tied up for the next two hours of conversation. Yep. But um, I've I've learned to enjoy those conversations. I think I've come to appreciate that I could tell people I'm a NASCAR driver. Interesting. Okay. <clears throat> uh, which current driver have you known for the longest? Oh man. Current driver have I known for the longest? I'm trying to think of like the first. Probably Kyle Busch. Really? He might have been one of the first like drivers that I met. That's surprising. What, yeah. what, how did that come about? Well, I met Kyle even before I drove for Hendrick because Kyle was represented at the time. Well, not uh, so Jeff Dickerson, who owns Spire, uh, spotted for Kyle Busch, and he was my agent when I was 15, uh, 15, 16. Um, Jeff was my agent. So I tested for Chevrolet, and jeff introduced me to kyle and explained to me you know kyle explained to me what it was like to drive a bush car at the time i was testing at caraway and so kyle gave me some pointers hmm. and then it wasn't too long after that that i was actually signed with hendrick um and kyle was driving for hendrick at the time so that's right um so we were you know you could say teammates i was testing his cars and i was testing for jimmy and um so you know obviously jimmy johnson jeff gordon are retired but um, those are some of the first drivers that I met. Okay. Casey Mears was there at the time. Those are obviously retired drivers, but Kyle Busch would be the first one, I'd say. That's interesting. I would not And if I that. left someone out, I don't know. I'm trying to think of who like I knew before that's still driving. Yeah. Another sign of your veteran status. Um, can you describe to us what it's like to crash in a race car? Um... <clears throat> I feel like the recurring, the one thing that happens, like some crashes hurt, some crashes don't hurt. Uh, pretty much all crashes are frustrating. You know, some crashes you can see them coming, some crashes you don't. But I do see the one thing, I do think the one thing that is the same in every crash is it just, it does, even if you saw it coming, it just happens so suddenly. And you, the, it's like the first thing that crosses my mind when it happens is just like, gosh, that happened too quick. Like, I, like it's, it happened and then it's over huh and it's always like you you know you couldn't have done anything i don't know like i mean if you've ever i think if you ever had an injury or had a, like a traumatic thing happen to you i'm maybe i'm getting way too deep here but like if you ever broken your arm or like gotten hit in the head by a ball or something like that where it's just like things happen so fast and you had no control over it and then it's over 
Like that's what being in a crash is like. So like the time I was on my bike and I got caught in the train tracks and fell down in the middle of the street and it, I was just suddenly on the ground. It's, that's what it's like yeah. to crash in a race yeah. car. I mean, you know, even sometimes when like the crash is happening in front of you and you see it unfolding and you're trying to get through it, that moment that somebody comes across your nose and wipes you out is still like, bah! like it's just like, uh. wow. Okay. You know, like, so, but then, yeah, then there's the different variations of like, does it hurt? Yeah. <laughs> you know, do, what part of me hurts? Does my head hurt? Do my feet hurt? Uh, did I get the wind knocked out of me? Sometimes all of the above. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, do you have any new habits or lifestyle changes you've made lately that you're particularly proud of? Um, didn't we, didn't we talk about this last year? Didn't we have something kind of like this last well, year? Well, this is what we talked about, um, before the season that you're, that's what you're thinking of, I believe. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, we talked about last year, we had a question about, um, cutting you talking about coffee and you talked about how you would cut coffee out and stuff like that. And that was yeah. one of your new habits. And I think maybe that, by the way, I'm drinking coffee again. Okay. <laughs> Every day. Follow up from last year. <laughs> Following up on last year, Landon didn't make it that long. He's back <laughs> on the coffee train. Um, but no, I mean, I, I think that was our, you're just thinking of our discussion before okay. the season. Yeah. Any lifestyle habits. Yeah. I'm proud of, um, I don't know if proud of, but I have a very interesting way that I, that we manage, uh, our household inventory. Inventory? Um, like number of cereal? Paper, and, oh, yeah. Okay. Like, like groceries, toilet paper, you know, garbage bags, you know, just like household items. Um, I, so like I, I, <laughs> I just, this is so weird. This is so nerdy. I basically just created like an inventory management system for my, for everything in our house, like everything that we buy on a regular basis. And then I use QR codes. So when I, like when we're out of an item, um, we, I use a QR code to order the new item instead of like having a grocery list and then having to like go to Costco and buy, you know, a boatload of stuff and then not really having you know, some things are way overstocked because you bought more paper towels than you needed and then forgetting things at the store. So now we just buy things as we need them. And uh, so like dog food and all that stuff. It's all like depending on, and, and then all the items are like placed strategically around the house wherever we use them. Um, and uh, uh, so, you know, we don't like just keep like inventory all in one specific place. So dog food is over here in a certain way in the way that I, you know, fill the dog dishes and stuff. And then when it gets to a certain level, um, I just reorder it via, uh, you know, with a QR code. Wait, so um, I'm fascinated by <coughs> this. So you, you have to obviously, you had to make the QR codes yourself because you have to go where they want, right? Yeah, and that's super easy. So it's just, you know, um, like for dog food, you know, the kind of dog food that we use, we can get on Amazon. So. So you scan that you see, okay, my bin's getting halfway down. Yeah. So the okay, dogs have like I two days this. worth of food left. Okay. Yeah. And then it goes to your favorite link on Amazon, your preferred link. Yeah. And just one click wow, Amazon prime that's really smart overnights it. And then it's just at the house. So then you're never like going, Hey, we need dog food. Can you run out and get dog food? Oh, I forgot. Or make sure you stop at target and get dog food. And like, sometimes we buy it at target. Sometimes we buy it at Costco. Sometimes we, now it's just like, we we only order dog food when we need dog food and it's right there the qr code is just right there oh that's brilliant so it's the same with paper towels too so like you know we use paper towels at like three different locations in the house right but then there's a central location where the paper towels are based where they come from okay. right so like when you run out of paper towels upstairs you know it, 
like I just put a little note there this like to remind you where the paper towels are located and then you you know restock that but then once the main location is out of paper towels I just scan the QR code and order my paper oh towels. Oh my gosh I would love to try to steal this. This is brilliant. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. It's like just a full home <laughs> inventory management system that I run off of Amazing. Google Sheets and QR codes and uh, wow. baby wipes, diapers, the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, we're yeah. in the same boat. <laughs> it's uh, a lot of stuff. Landon, what makes you laugh during a race? Thinking about stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, usually when I see other drivers do stuff that makes me laugh. Other drivers goof ups or mistakes or over aggressive moves kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, maybe just like Yeah, I don't know if I laugh very often during a race, but usually it has to do with the race related to the race. Okay. My mind doesn't wander too much. What is a quality or skill you envy in another driver? Um man, I mean I could probably just look at drivers, so specific drivers. Um you know, Kyle Larson, I think well, I, so Kyle Larson right now is just all around good at everything, you know, and I definitely envy that. Um, so I think Kyle Larson just has like a really interesting natural feel of a race car that is just doesn't matter what kind of car he hops in. He has a really good natural feel. Um, you know, I think I think I have a really good ability to learn how to drive a car. I think Kyle, a guy like Kyle Larson just has a good ability to know how to drive a car. Mm. Um, but, like, with Kyle Busch, I think precision is something that I think is a really cool attribute that he has that I admire. Um, I think, you know, A.J. Allmendinger, I think he has a level of commitment that I, I really admire. Like, he just you look at his data or watch the way he drives i think he's just committed to every corner every lap um and that's a you know that's why he's capable of you know what he's capable of like the way he won the race at michigan this year on that restart and the way he committed to turn one and two like i i just think that he i think that aj has a special way that he commits to the race car every lap um that i really admire um i don't know there's a couple examples maybe Okay, interesting. Uh, so this next one is a wild card question where I'm mixing it up for each driver. Mm -hmm. So really what I want to ask you is sort of like, what is the state of Landon's career right now? Like, I feel like um, last year, one of the things you spoke about was, hey, you know, you, you still do, uh, you know, enjoy building a team and things like that. But at the same time, I mean, you have many prime years left in your career. Yeah. You're still young. Um, and you also seem to me... Maybe I'm biased because I've known you for a while, but you seem to me like one of these guys where it's like, man, if only Landon could get in the car like a Bowman or a Chastain, like I bet he could do really good. Um, but as you've said, like going back to what, what I was just saying, you said you you do enjoy the building process. So where are you? What do you want to do? And mm -hmm. what do you see yourself doing um, in these next years to come? I do think that that mindset has changed a little bit in the last year for me because I've enjoyed building for teams and I feel like that's a role that I've played in my career that it's been valuable. It's compensated me well. It's like kept me in, you know, as a professional race car driver for a long time and provided for me and my family. Um, and, and as a result, you know, I've gotten really, really good at running 15th. Um, and that's, it's like, that's, that's a real thing. Like, um, it sounds funny, but it's a real thing. Like you want to know how to run 15th in Xfinity race. Like I can tell you exactly <laughs> how to do it. Yeah. Like in any car that I'm driving, it doesn't matter how good it is. Like I, I can run 15th 
like as good as anybody. Yeah. Because there is a way to do it. You know, like there's a way to keep your car in one piece and know who to race against and know what tracks have more attrition than others and, you know, know where the leader needs to be at the end of a stage to keep from going a lap down. Like those are all the details that, that go into, you know, staying on a lead lap and then all those things that amount to how do I run 15th in this car that maybe should be running 20th. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and I, that's what's helped build teams. And that's, you know, the, the service that I feel like I've had as a driver for a long time. And, and, you know, I definitely a year ago was, um, not, you know, didn't race hardly at all. And, um, so definitely felt like, you know, I could, could see myself continue doing that. But I, I do feel like, you know, I've built a lot of teams for a lot of team owners and um the one thing i don't have on my resume are wins so um to me it's like i you know i want to invest my time in a place that i can win if i can and is that something that you see as a possibility not i don't know what your plans are but is that something we might see coming up so i mean this year has been an amazing year for me sponsorship wise and and you know ultimately that's what it takes to win Mm -hmm. races and you know you that's what completes the puzzle and puts you in a position to win races so um you know it's as long as i have that with me um i you know i think i could get those opportunities to do that but but ultimately i mean i still have to you know i still have to service that sponsorship and i still have to you know get in those positions but i do I do think that um, that in the future I'll get my chance to do that. All right. Um, what is an embarrassing mistake you've made on the track that you're willing to share with us now? <laughs> um, I don't know. <laughs> I think the last part of that question is that you're willing to share with us now. <laughs> I don't know. Um, you know, I don't like. I don't. Do I really care to share? Do, can I just <laughs> like, how about other they drivers? They come to your them? mind, but they. I know exactly yeah. what I want to say. That's embarrassing, but like, I don't. You know, want to relive it or re. You know. I mean, early in my career, I had you know opportunities with Hendrick to run in some ARCA races, and I missed a shift twice in two different races, and it was just like the weirdest thing. Uh, one was at Kentucky and the other one was actually going out to qualify at Talladega. And it was the weirdest thing. I missed the shift to Kentucky on a restart on lap eight DNF. And then I missed the shift going out to qualify at Talladega and didn't even make the race because of it. It was just the weirdest thing. And I don't, I would say it's embarrassing. It was definitely embarrassing at the time. Um, <clears throat> so that's, that probably stands out the most. Okay. It's like deep, like digging into childhood memories. <laughs> oh, I'm, uh, <laughs> charge you uh, 50 bucks an hour for this yeah, therapy session. Um, if you could live in a different state than where your team shop is, uh, where else would you want to move? <laughs> um, well, you know, Iowa is where I'm from. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's where my family is. And that's where I live. <laughs> so, um, so that answers that question. Um, I could see living in Ohio because um, my wife's family is from Ohio and she would have a good, great support system there. Um, and South Carolina because the taxes are cheaper than in North Carolina probably. Okay. <laughs> Maybe property taxes. From that that all makes sense. Uh, if someone handed you an envelope and inside of this envelope was the date of your final career win, would you want to open it? <laughs> I don't know. That's some that's some deep stuff. That's like seventy five dollars an hour type stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, but I want to open it. Man, if 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 the envelope, if you opened it and it was blank, what would that do to you? Like, how could you even race again? Like, if there was no date? Yeah. Well, or if, if the date was in the past, or or if yeah, for a yeah. driver that has wins, I mean, yeah, right. if the date was in the past. Yeah, I don't know. That's uh, I think I would like try to burn it. Uh, burn it. I don't think I'd open it. I think I'd like rip it into a million pieces and then just okay. It's like curse. Control my own destiny, yeah. like you know. Well, if you said this, that question was <clears throat> up to seventy-five dollars an hour. You had predicted this next question before the season was going to hit a lot of drivers in the fields. Mm. So this question is, have you achieved your childhood dream? <laughs> oh, that one does. That one does. <laughs> uh, for me, not yet. Well, no, yeah, so no, definitely, mine's a hard no, because part of my childhood dream was to win my first cup race and my first cup start. Oh, okay. Um, and that was because nobody had ever done it. Oh, okay. So that didn't happen. But the other thing that's still possible, um, maybe a stretch, but still possible, is uh, my childhood dream was to win 10 championships. 10, okay. 10. I don't know why 10. So how old are you now? 32. 30, 30, 30, 32. So I, I'd have to land a pretty darn good cup ride in the next, like, I mean, one to two, but two to three years. Mm-hmm. And then I'd and then pretty much have to go just 10 straight, just, okay. just dial it in. The next gen car would be like the. Yeah, they just Landon be like, wow, era. they built this for Landon. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so each week, obviously, I ask a driver to give me a question for the next person. Last week was Haley Deegan, and her question for you is, she's fascinated by your crypto deal with Voyager, uh-huh. your sponsor. Uh, I don't think she read our article that we did when you came out with this deal. Yeah. That's okay, Haley. Uh, but her question was, do you actually get paid in crypto with this deal? She wants to know how this deal breaks down. Like, How can yeah. you possibly get paid in crypto for your sponsorship deal? That was her question. Yeah, I love that question. Um, I actually do get paid in crypto yes voyager pays 100 percent of the sponsorship in crypto and um this year the sponsorship was a pretty much a balanced portfolio of bitcoin litecoin and voyager token um <clears throat> and you know in the future we've talked about how to balance that and and what you know what crypto um assets that i want to receive as payment um, so, I mean, really a continuing of Bitcoin is, is, a, is an important crypto asset that <clears throat> is a fundamental to any balanced crypto portfolio. Um, and Voyager token is a great one for the Voyager platform because of the rewards that comes with it. And really, you know, at the time of the payment, I guess it's, it comes down to what, what we decide um, to do. So. Um, I like a lot of projects out there. I don't give financial advice if anybody tells you that they know what uh, what's coming next. Uh, they're lying to you. Uh, you got to do your own research. But yes, Haley, I do accept. I actually do accept it in crypto. And and in order to pay the race team, um, you know, because I don't just get to keep all the sponsorship. Uh, you know, I I have to take that crypto and turn it into U.S. dollars, which you can do on the Voyager platform or use U.S. dollars for my own, you know, um, portfolio to pay the race team. So did you, like, when they came up with this thing, did you get to say, hey, I want 
Bitcoin and Voyager token and Litecoin, or did mm-hmm. they say here's what it's going to be? Or like, did you have any input in that? No, we yeah, we 100 percent have input together in it. Yep. Oh, okay. Yep. That's cool. So they and and actually, you know, they, um, I, I guess you could say I they really leave it up to me on what I want. You know? Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So, um, they introduced the Voyager token to me, um, and and that's a that's a project and an application, uh, you know, a, a loyalty program on their platform that I personally believe in. So I hold, um, you know, the portion of of my payment that's Voyager. I pretty much hold. Um, majority of it i i really believe in that one so okay well um you know i always get to this point and i'm just like i don't know if the 12 questions will come back next year i guess they will probably <laughs> you do, you've been saying that for like five years i know i every year but i don't think it's know, coming back you ask the same questions that these drivers a week after week after week and but at the start of the season i'm like this is going to be the best ones ever and actually I, th- I think this year and then you start overall, poking holes in all of them well i mean you know you get you get it really comes down to the driver right like i mean when you get great drivers who answer the questions well like you do yeah. you're like man i love this <clears throat> great interview yes you know then you get some duds who I guess the it, listeners would know who i'm talking about throughout the year i'm sure but you're just like ah i don't know you're, so you, then it would be that way whether it was 12 questions right. or that's whether it was any true. other series yeah, right like it's probably true come so up with i'll probably bring them back next year for the 13th year i do think that these, like but, you know the the iteration has made this a compelling series like it's not you know you're not forcing it it's not corny um you know you've really dialed it in did so was this year the first year that you had an alternating like a question that the wild card one yeah i i think so yeah did how did yeah. that work for i you? thought it was really good because it just gave me some flexibility to like tailor to it mix to. it up to a person a little bit more just go. like the driver got to do for the next person yeah, that was a new. Yeah, new so I might I might keep that just because I like having the ability to personalize it, and some of those got the best answer. Right. But anyway, so you have to think of now one for. Uh, and I never get to know who the driver is because you know. No, really I mean you you can wait if you want. If you want, I can come back to you in February and say, "Here is it going to be?" The I question. Mean, yeah. I would say you know, probably seventy five percent of drivers now they go now. Nah, I want to wait to know who it is. Like. Very actually, maybe more than that. Like That's very probably good though. They, I yeah. mean, I do think because I could give you know, yeah, I would like to know who the driver is because then, then I can tailor it to that driver and maybe it's you know maybe I know something about that driver, not not trying to be you know, um, uh, what am I provocative? I'm just saying like, you know, maybe I know something about that driver could could. Uh, come up with a, a compelling question that would get a good answer. So yeah, that's valuable for a driver to say, I want to know who, who's Yeah, next. no, no, no. I don't mind that at all. I just that's fair. usually don't know who it is because <laughs> I'm not prepared. Anyway, thank you once again for doing this. I really appreciate it. As Thanks, always. Jeff. All right, everybody. There you have it. Landon Castle on the 12 questions for the 10th straight season uh, to wrap things up. And the 12th time overall, I should say. he's He's never missed one. And again, I, I do hope that you enjoyed them this year. Um, it was a little bit of an experiment. You know, I, I missed some of the big name drivers because I just thought, you know, maybe some of them aren't as interested in doing it and we and you don't get good answers. And I tried to branch out to sort of some different people this year or others that we don't hear from as often. And it seemed like the feedback was okay on that. I'd love to hear your opinion of whether we should just go back to trying to do like every driver you know, in the top 25 and cut points, regardless, you know, whether they want to do it or, or not, I guess, uh, not, not that they will. I mean, I can't force anybody to do it, but sometimes there, you can just tell they're not into it. 
um, or whether we should just, you know, you, you're interested in hearing the answers of somebody, you know, like a Tommy Joe Martins type, um, regardless of whether they're a big name or not. Um, so let me know about that. Also want to give you a heads up because if you're listening to this, you're probably listening to it on maybe Apple podcasts or Spotify or something like that. Um, so obviously like we made the change originally, these were all behind the paywall with the athletic as well. And this year we made the change to put them on the Apple podcast feed and the other podcast feeds, um, for free, uh, a few days after they came out for the athletic subscribers. Um, but in the, since that's happened, there's been a, probably a more fair way to do things for people who actually are paying for the athletic. And that is through the Apple podcast connect, where apparently if you have like a subscription to a website, like the athletic, you, you can connect your subscription to Apple podcast, but I didn't want to change that in the middle of the season that came out around the summer. And I, I didn't want to like mess things up during the season and, and suddenly put it back behind the paywall. And so, but anyway, just as a heads up, it's possible that by the time next year rolls around, we will have figured out how to set all that up. If you're a subscriber to the athletic um, and of course that is how I, you know, make a living and am able to travel the race in the first place. So I'm sure that while some of you who aren't subscribers to the athletic, like getting these for free, just let you know that might not continue. The teardowns will still be for free on this feed, but, um, you may have to connect your subscription in the future. Um, maybe not, but that's just something we've talked about. And I don't want you to be caught off guard when 2022 comes around, if that's the case. So just stay tuned for that and I'll be able to communicate that for sure. But either way, I appreciate you listening. And of course, um, if you do want to subscribe to the athletic, would love to have you, obviously we're going to not have as much content right now during the off season, but, um, there's still all the other sports going on, NFL, NBA, major league baseball, wrapping up the world series, um, NHL. I mean, all this stuff going on, but, uh, to do that, you can go to theathletic.com slash 12 questions and you will see the latest deal there. Anyway, again, I appreciate all the support and the enthusiasm for the 12 questions all year long. If you want them to come back, they'll be back. I don't see a reason to not do them. And I've already started thinking of some questions that I could use for, for next year. So anyway, thanks everybody as always for listening. And I will talk to you next year on the 12 questions podcast.